Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Reading today, 1 Samuel chapters 21 through 24. David went to the town of Nob to see Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech trembled when he saw him. Why are you alone? he asked. Why is no one with you? The king has sent me on a private matter, David said. He told me not to tell anyone why I am here. I have told my men where to meet me later. Now, what is there to eat? Give me five loaves of bread or anything else you have. We don't have any regular bread, the priest replied. But there is the holy bread, which you can have if your young men have not slept with any women recently. Don't worry, David replied. I never allow my men to be with women when we are on a campaign. And since they stay clean even on ordinary trips, how much more on this one? Since there was no other food available, the priest gave him the holy bread, the bread of the presence that was placed before the Lord in the tabernacle. It had just been replaced that day with fresh bread. Now Doeg the Edomite, Saul's chief herdsman, was there that day, having been detained before the Lord. David asked Ahimelech, Do you have a spear or sword? The king's business was so urgent that I didn't even have time to grab a weapon. I only have the sword of Goliath the Philistine, who you killed in the valley of Elah, the priest replied. It is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. Take it that if you want it, for there is nothing else here. There is nothing like it, David replied. Give it to me. So David escaped from Saul and went to King Achish of Gath. But the officers of Achish were unhappy about his being there. Isn't this David, the king of the land, they asked? Isn't he the one the people honor with dances, singing, Saul has killed his thousands and David his tens, ten thousands? David heard these comments and was very afraid at what King Achish of Gath might do to him. So he pretended to be insane, scratching on the doors and drooling down his beard. Finally, King Achish said to his men, Must you bring me a madman? We already have enough of them around. Why should I let someone like this be my guest? So David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Soon his brothers and all his other relatives joined him there. Then others began coming. Men who were in trouble or in debt or who were just discontented. Until David was the captain of about 400 men. Later David went to Mitzpah in Moab where he asked the king, Please allow my father and mother to live here with you until I know what God is going to do for me. So David's parents stayed in Moab, 
with the king during the entire time David was living in his stronghold. One day, the prophet Gad told David, leave the stronghold and return to the land of Judah. So David went to the forest of Hereth. The news of his arrival in Judah soon reached Saul. At the time, the king was sitting beneath the tamarack tree on the hill of Gibeah, holding his spear and surrounded by his officers. Listen here, you men of Benjamin, Saul shouted to his officers when he heard the news. Has the son of Jesse promised every one of you fields and vineyards? Has he promised to make you all generals and captains in his army? Is that why you have conspired against me? For not one of you told me when my own son made a solemn pact with the son of Jesse. You're not even sorry for me. Think of it, my own son encouraging him to kill me. As he is trying to do this very day. Then Doeg the Edomite, who was standing there with Saul's men, spoke up. When I was at Nob, he said, I saw the son of Jesse talking to the priest Ahimelech, son of Ahitub. Ahimelech consulted the Lord for him. Then he gave him food and the sword of Goliath the Philistine. King Saul immediately sent for Ahimelech and all his family who served as priests at Nob. When they arrived, Saul shouted at him, Listen to me, you son of Ahitub. What is it, my king? Ahimelech asked. Why have you and the son of Jesse conspired against me? Saul demanded. Why did you give him food and a sword? Why have you consulted God for him? Why have you encouraged him to kill me? as he is trying to do this very day. But sir, Ahimelech replied, is anyone among all your servants as faithful as David, your son-in-law? Why, he is the captain of your bodyguard and a highly honored member of your household. This was certainly not the first time I had consulted God for him. May the king not accuse me and my family in this matter, for I knew nothing at all of any plot against you. You will surely die, Ahimelech, along with your entire family, the king shouted. And he ordered his bodyguards, Kill these priests of the Lord, for they are allies and conspirators with David. They knew that he was running away from me, but they didn't tell me. But Saul's men refused to kill the Lord's priests. Then the king said to Doeg, You do it. So Doeg the Edomite turned on them and killed them that day. Eighty-five priests in all, still wearing their priestly garments. Then he went to Nob, the town of the priests, and killed the priests' families, men and women, children and babies, 
and all the cattle, donkeys, sheep, and goats. Only Abathar, one of the sons of Ahimelech, escaped and fled to David. When he told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord, David exclaimed, I knew it! When I saw Doeg the Edomite there that day, I knew that he was sure to tell Saul. Now I have caused the death of all your father's family. Stay here with me and don't be afraid. I will protect you with my own life, for the same person wants to kill us both. One day, news came to David that the Philistines were at Kerala, stealing grain from the threshing floors. David asked the Lord, Should I go and attack them? Yes, go and save Kiela, the Lord told him. But David's men said, We're afraid even here in Judah. We certainly don't want to go to Kiela to fight the whole Philistine army. So David asked the Lord again, and again the Lord replied, Go down to Kiela, for I will help you conquer the Philistines. So David and his men went to Keilah. They slaughtered the Philistines and took all their livestock and rescued the people of Keilah. Now when Abathar, son of Ahimelech, fled to David's to David at Keilah, he brought the ephod with him. Saul learned, soon learned that David was at Keilah. Good, he exclaimed. We've got him now. God has handed him over to me, for he has trapped himself in a walled town. So Saul mobilized his entire army to march to Keilah and besiege David and his men. But David learned of Saul's plan and told Abathar, the priest, to bring the ephod and asked the Lord what he should do. Then David prayed, O Lord God of Israel, I have heard that Saul is planning to come and destroy Keilah because I am here. Will the leaders of Keilah betray me to him? And will Saul actually come as I have heard? O Lord, God of Israel, please help me. And the Lord said, He will come. Again, David asked, Will the leaders of Keilah betray me and my men to Saul? And the Lord replied, Yes, they will betray you. So David and his men, about 600 of them by now, left Keilah and began roaming the countryside. Word soon reached Saul that David had escaped, so he didn't go to Keilah after all. David now stayed in the strongholds of the wilderness and the hill country of Ziph. Saul hunted him day after day, but God didn't let Saul find him. One day, near Horesh, David received the news that Saul was on the way to Ziph to search for him and to kill him. Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith to, in God. 
Don't be afraid, Jonathan reassured him. My father will never find you. You are going to be the king of Israel. And I will be next to you, as my father Saul is well aware. So the two of them renewed their solemn pact before the Lord. Then Jonathan returned home, while David stayed in Horesh. But now the men of Ziph, Ziph went to Saul in Gibeah and betrayed David to him. We know where David is hiding, they said. He is in the strongholds of Horesh in the hill on the hill of Hakalah, which is in the southern part of Geshemon. Come down whenever you're ready, O king, and we will catch him and hand him over to you. The Lord bless you, Saul said. At last, someone is concerned about me. Go and check again to be sure that where he is staying and who has seen him there, for I know that he is very crafty. Discover his hiding places and come back when you are sure. Then I'll go with you. And if he is there... If he is in the area at all, I'll track him down, even if I have to search every hiding place in Judah. So the men of Ziph returned home to Saul, home ahead of Saul. Meanwhile, David and his men had moved into the wilderness of Maon, in the Arabah Valley, south of Jeshimon. When David heard that Saul and his men were searching for him, he went even further into the wilderness to a great rock, and he remained there in the wilderness of Maon. But Saul kept after him in the wilderness. Saul and David were now on opposite sides of a mountain. Just as Saul and his men began to close in on David and his men, an urgent message reached Saul that the Philistines were raiding Israel again. So Saul quit chasing David and returned to fight the Philistines. Ever since that time, the place where David was camped has been called the Rock of Escape. David then went to live in the strongholds of Engede. After Saul returned from fighting the Philistines, he was told that David had gone into the wilderness of Engede. So Saul chose 3,000 elite troops from all Israel and went to search for David and his men near the rocks of the wild goats. At the place where the road passes some sheepfolds, Saul went into a cave to relieve himself. But as it happened, David and his men were hiding further back in that very cave. Now is your opportunity, David's men whispered to him. Today, the Lord is telling you, I will certainly put your enemy into your power. So do so do with as you wish. So David crept forward and cut off a piece of the hem of Saul's robe. 
But then David's conscience began bothering him because he had cut Saul's robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this to my lord the king. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one. For the Lord himself has chosen him. So David restrained his men and did not let them kill Saul. After Saul had left the cave and had gone on his way, David came out and shouted after him, My Lord, the King! And when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. Then he shouted to Saul, Why do you listen to the people who, are, who say that I am trying to harm you? This very day, you can see with your own eyes it isn't true, for the Lord placed you at my mercy back there in the cave. Some of my men told me to kill you, but I spared you. For I said, I will never harm the king. He is the Lord's anointed one. Look, my father, at what I have in my hand. It is a piece of the hem of your robe. I cut it off, but I didn't kill you. This proves that I am not trying to harm you and that I have not sinned against you, even though you have been hunting for me to kill me. May the Lord judge between us. Perhaps the Lord will punish you for what you are trying to do, but I will never harm you. As the old proverb says, from evil people come evil deeds. So you can be sure I will never harm you. Who is the king of Israel trying to catch anyway? Should he spend his time chasing one who is as worthless as a dead dog? Or a single flea? May the Lord, therefore, judge which of us is right and punish the guilty one. He is my advocate, and he will rescue me from your power. When David had finished speaking, Saul called back, Is that really you, my son David? Then he began to cry. And he said to David, You are a better man than I am. For you have repaid me good for evil. Yes, you have been amazingly kind to me today. For when the Lord put me in a place where you could have killed me, you didn't do it. Who else would let his enemy get away when he had him in his power? May the Lord reward you well for the kindness you have shown me today. Now I realize that you, surely, you are surely going to be king and that the kingdom of Israel will flourish under your rule. Now swear to me by the Lord that when it happens, you will not kill my family or destroy my line of descendants. So David promised this to Saul with an oath. Then Saul went home. But David and his men went back to their stronghold. There is a portion of today's reading that we see that many years later, Jesus himself would re refer to. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we read that Jesus references the time when David went and took the holy bread. 
Now, the reason that Jesus does this is to teach a lesson to those that were coming against our Lord and to say that the law was for the benefit of us, not so that we could be boastful in our way of following the law. Many times in in this reading of God's word, we have discussed the fact that we are to follow the Lord's commands. And the truth is that when we are following the commands of God, it can become very tempting for us to be very legalistic about the commands of God. And that we can pat ourselves on the back when we follow the law. By all rights, David should have been punished by God himself because he was breaking the law that had been given to Moses years before that this bread was not for him. And yet we cannot be focused on legalism. We can be focused on the fact that God gives us the law for our benefit, not so that we can be boastful. Jesus references this account. We should pay close attention to it. That God is concerned much more about our heart and how we love the Lord rather than being perfect and following his commands. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.